Hello everyone and welcome to Final Show. I'm John, the executive producer here, and I've just got a few pre-show notes for you. First of all, I want to let everybody know that our addresses have changed. Uh, our Twitch channel has changed from Sinstaku to twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms, and our YouTube channel has also changed to youtube.com slash finalshowfilms. Next, we want to thank our $20 tier supporters on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash films, by the way, if you want to go throw a couple bucks our way. That's going to be Cat Waterflame, Antitonic, Samantha Bates, and Maureen Monty. Thank you guys for that. Also, our website is in the process of getting updated. So go take a look at finalshowfilms.com. We've got Mara and Jeremy are working on updating all of our stuff there, making it look nice and like a modern website, and frankly, they know what they're doing far better than I or Austin ever did, so if you want to check out the things that are changing over there, you go do that. Follow us on Twitter, at Final Show Films, for updates uh, for all future things, including things that are going on with our website, and going on with the Patreon page, and things that are going on live as we stream them, uh, as well as our podcasts and everything else, so thank you very much for watching, y'all have a good day. We're live. Good evening, everybody. <clears throat> Welcome once again to Everyone is Warlocks on Flux. I am Jack, your storyteller for the evening. And joining me tonight, we have a full house, starting with Nikki. Hi, everybody. I'll be playing Diamond Katar, the Earth Genasi folk hero. <clears throat> and Mara. Hi, I'm Mara, and I'm playing Aurelia, the human archaeologist. And Jeremy. Hello, I'm Jeremy. I'm Korshana uh, Kalishtar uh, Kalishtar. And Cody. Hi, I'm Cody. I'm playing Cole, the shifter urchin. And Aaron. Hi, I'm Aaron, and I am playing Meisha, the Loxodon healer. William. Hi, I'm William, and I'm playing Wotan Saltspray, the dwarven pirate. And John. I'm John, and I'm playing Heden, the tiefling noble. Now, our last moments in Conflux were set in the main room of Hawkshead House, where our Warlock Compact discussed their next steps in trying to determine the overall objective of the great game. Having established themselves already as the legal tenants of the premises under the ownership of Hiram Lucius Mencken, a were-rat gang boss, the next few days passed in a flurry of activity and preparation as all clues indicated that more clues might be found at an upcoming public lecture of sorts. Some people spend time with family or at employment or exploring their surroundings, but the evening of the 18th approaches as you all assemble for a social gathering of somewhat unknown character. And now our eyes are first drawn to the interior of a coach passing through Underbow, where Diamond and Kurashana are sequestered for a private conversation. Okay, so Korshana um, and Diamond pulls out a notebook that she's only carrying like a tiny, what would be considered like a purse, I guess. Like she's only got uh, her notebook, some coins. That's it. That's all she's got on her. Uh, She pulls it out. She's like, okay, so keeping track of this, um, I wrote down the dream with you first, and then I tracked down, or not tracked down, I kept track of the dreams that I had the past two nights, which 
weren't really that exciting. Like in comparison to your dream, which seemed like, or my dream about you, uh, that was more like weird visiony thing. The other two ones seemed to actually like have me in them, which is kind of usually what dreams do. Like the dream I had about you, I wasn't, like I was there, but it wasn't diamond, if that makes sense. The other two dreams that I wrote down, I'm always diamond. It was, you were there witness. It was, shall we say, first person, but it wasn't you. Yeah, which is okay. strange. I under, I, that is my understanding that that is not normal. No, it's not. And like, also the way the, the dream with you there, was very specific and kind of coherent. The other two dreams I have, like the other one I'm in, I started in a field of flowers, but then I'm in a lecture hall and I'm taking notes. I'm back in school or something. And then uh, this guy comes over and just punches me in the face and uh, tries to steal my notes, which is fine because I couldn't even read them anyway. Like that makes no sense whatsoever it's it's definitely working through something but it's not coherent fair enough um so remind me of the particulars of the one that i was in so when i went back through it again and that's the other thing like the dream i had about you i could remember specific things like even things people said Normally when you wake up from a dream, like maybe you remember some things or some feelings. Most of the time though, you wake up and you don't remember anything from it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but so there was a room with charts and scrolls, maps and uh, people writing um, all around those? the room. Sorry, could you read those? The maps and the scrolls? Yes. I could, like, I feel like I could. That just, I wasn't focused on it, I guess. Okay. Like, I had knowledge about what was there. It just wasn't the focus of the dream. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you walked in, it was also raining because you were shaking water off of your coat or whatever you had. And then so so were the... uh, uh, saber shadows that came in with you. They were all shaking off water. So either it was raining outside. Um, and what I got wrong from telling you before that I, after I wrote it all down was that you were actually meeting with this group to let them know that um, you were going with the saber shadows during this cycle and then capital punishment uh, for theft larceny and extortion were going to be put into place. Um, there's also something about last month's articles of community were reviewed and sent for publication. So I guess there was a newsletter that was sent out and things were being set in motion. Hmm. Like, and, I, and like, that's the thing is like my, the person that I was knew that this had been planned for months. Like, whatever was happening at that moment, 
like we just started the game too. So I don't know if this has anything actually to do with the game or if this is something for this something completely outside of it that we just happen to fall into. Like the timing on that is a little strange for me, which is why it's another reason why it's a weird dream because time also seems really weird in dreams. Um, yeah. um, so I, I've, I've studied dreams a little bit because I, I'm, I'm fascinated. I don't understand them. I don't Everybody's fascinated by dreams. and I'd... That's fair. Um, but a lot of what you're saying sounds like things that aren't part of regular dreams, uh, potentially being able to read things, uh, you're not being involved, etc. Um, that would lead me to believe, especially considering that we all now have external sources of power. That this may not be a dream and perhaps more of a like you said, vision kind of thing. Which is weird, because this definitely doesn't seem like my guy's mode of operation. I mean, dreams, yes, but sending me a dream about you with this, well, I don't know. That, that's the other aspect of it, is we now have external sources of power, and we now have very, very powerful... People in most cases backing us and against us, um, but having an ally, having a, a being the agent of, we are agents of, you are agents of, um, would also potentially be cause for others who have who could. I'm theorizing here. I'm hypothesizing. Oh yeah. Um, who could have the ability to to send these sort of things? So I'm not saying that it necessarily comes from your patron, but from somebody else. Um, did the did the me seem like me or just look like me? I mean, they looked like you. Um, they talked like you. They sounded exactly like you. Um, same mannerisms, same. And as much as you could tell. Yeah, sorry. Like no, I do want to get to know you better. Like we're becoming fast friends. This is really great. Right. But right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but because, like I said, there are. I believe this. I do not have firm information on this, but I believe that there are other Shanas out there, um, other, other, other Kalashtar who are connected to the same quarry as I am. Um, so trying to be interpretive here, it is conceivable that it could have been one of these other people. And because you saw the spiritual connection, your mind put me in because I am the most. There's a lot of potential, like, uncertainties here. Oh, no. The absolutely. other possibility is it could be prophetic. It could be some, because I've certainly never done that before. I've never been in a position to do these kinds of things before because that would require I have power. I currently have of a political nature and I currently have none. Um, 
I'm not entirely sure what to make of it. It's it's definitely something to keep an eye out on, which is why I told you because I I couldn't make heads or tails of it, it which is another thing like kind of the thing about dreams is sometimes you can kind of like okay this is about uh breakfast this morning or this is about the dude customer that i had that was really shitty to me earlier like or about you know deep dark fears and secrets and that sort of thing it's it's your the the idea of dreams is usually to like kind of work everything out that wasn't happening here or at least for me it wasn't which is which is why i brought it to you just so if if that comes up where the name uh the new citizens anarchy of conflux or the saber shadow or um unfortunately i i think the biggest thing for me is i i wish i knew the face of the person that i was Right. Because that... Were there any things that you saw that were indications? Uh, skin pigmentation? No, um, I never looked down at myself. The voice sounded like your voice? No, not at all. Sounded like a... A male's voice? Okay. You actually never spoke in the dream, Diamond. I thought, uh... I thought, or I thought everybody said, um, everybody said you. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. Yep. Never mind. Nope. Never mind. Fair enough. Um, a sense of, did you get, get a sense of your clothing, anything like that, that might be. Not really. Well, I mean, I'm not taking it as, necessarily coincidence because i don't think we should take anything that is a potential vision as coincidence um that you had something like this involving something that was clearly political oriented just before a few days before but just before a meeting such as this yep so i think we should definitely keep an eye out while we are there I, I would probably yeah keep an eye and an ear out for anything those that keywords. sounds like the the citizens anarchy of conflicts that those people might be interesting either they'll help us on what we're supposed well what I'm supposed to do and what you want to help us with right um, or not we'll see we'll see yes absolutely <sighs> Jack remind me I know yeah. we had information. We, we had some information pa- uh, uh, passed around because a few people got good enough roles of exactly who the the saber shadows. Yes. Yes. They're, I they're... got that word right. Yes. <laughs> I, I want to say set shadow sabers, which is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a tiger from World of Warcraft. Um... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> The Saber Shadows are a mercenary company, um, fairly prolific, um, generally always available for hire to the right consumer. They tend to operate more in the uh, 13 Clouds Dancers Courts, Fell Heights um, area, slightly higher levels in the city for the most part. Um, 
you guys are you guys are on on first tier districts. Wait, wait. I, I I I have to check something. Okay. Um. Could you list those districts again? Yeah. Uh, Thirteen clouds. Mm, okay. 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 Dancers Court. Yeah. And Fell Heights. Mm. Okay. That's their that's their normal area, but they'll take contracts anywhere if the pay's right. Mm. Okay. Good to know. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> yes. We'll uh, definitely keep an eye out. And we'll, yeah. It's good information to know because one way or another, I feel they're going to be very important for us. Also, do you know what kind of lecture this is supposed to be? Everyone keeps saying party, and I, I got a dress, but... I feel like it's going to be one of those parties that is more proselytizing. I don't know. We will sort of have to as it comes. Um, we will see what happens. Yep. Okay. Which is right about the time that your coach pulls up in front of the Montano Jeanette estate. Everybody seems to be arriving at more or less the same time. There's a myriad of coaches and carriages that file down this narrow drive. Pause for a moment. Their passengers bursting out onto the lawn and swarming up the front path, almost like schools of glittering fish. Thematic attire for the evening apparently runs the gamut from fashionably flamboyant to garish bedazzlement. Even those from obviously poorer means tend to wear at least a bright scarf or a loud sash of some sort. It's the first situation that any of you have seen wherein Heaton actually looks more status quo than the rest of you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But there's a large crowd that's coming in. Footmen hold the doors open to allow everybody entrance and the company bottlenecks into an entry area. People are being lined up and allowed in in an orderly fashion. Uh, A trio of under-butlers accosts each attendee regardless of apparent social standing. You guys begin to find yourselves sort of funneled together. At this point, everybody but Wotan is there. And a sturdy-looking dwarf with a short beard that is entirely eclipsed by his ridiculously wax mustache confronts you holding a small book. I yes, good evening, gentles all. You seem to be of a single company. How would you request yourselves to be announced? Question. Yep. Am I with them? Because I would have stuck with my date. You would have stuck with your date. Your date is part of this group now. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will be announced as my dates plus one. I'm not putting my actual name down. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever my date does yeah I feel like we're all waiting on the date to- <laughs> real awkward the date and they're plus seven right <laughs> you're old, just saying I, I just- no it's just respectful to let the person of higher social standing Mastig Cunningham and guests uh, did you wait to uh... I mean these these tend to be fairly Ecumenical, I suppose. Everybody gets announced. What do you want them to call you? Uh, I'm happy just being your plus one. All right. 
the dwarf makes a note in a book and then turns to whoever's next in line. Uh, group or single? What are we doing? Hmm. We go as a group? Is that normal? Well, it's whatever you're most comfortable with. I'll step forward. Aurelia Clementine Everns. I'm... Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to do it to people. Because I don't know what you're going to do that's stupid, but I'm sure it's going to be stupid. (laughs) Uh, Next, then. Um, Um, Go ahead. Mage, I will step forward and using the full Loxodon inflection that implies the status behind the name, Mesha. Very well. Uh, lovely to see a guild representative here. Uh, if you step this way, puts you next in line. <laughs> All right, there's uh, there's a few more. Yes. I like the, I like the implication that this guy knows Loxodon well enough to have understood the implication exactly of your status as a guild member. <laughs> Killed. <laughs> uh, Diamond will step forward. Uh, okay. Uh, Diamond Qatar of Qatar Arms. Very good. Excellent. Uh, last one. Cora from Thirteen Clouds. Cora of Thirteen Clouds. Uh, wonderful. Uh, Coal of Song Sorrows. Coal of Song Sorrows. Fantastic. Right, well, uh, everybody simply line up here, and uh, as the uh, overbutler announces, yes, you just walk right in. Uh, the, uh, the professor will be uh, sitting, uh, holding forth in the main sitting room. Uh, if you care to do that, uh, but you'll be uh, entering the ballroom first, so uh, avail yourselves of refreshments, and thank you so much for uh, for attending our soiree this evening. What's your name? Uh, uh, you can call me uh, Butler Carag. <laughs> You're doing a lovely job. I just want you to know. Hey, this is very kind of you to say, Miss. I'm glad. I will gently I guide refreshments, so I'm kind of just like smoothly beelining that way. All right. So great for the punch bowl. The line of you are directed to stand behind a pair of elves whose conversation quickly betrays them as a pair of green grocers from Dawn Breeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're waiting in line, you know, as people are announced and everybody sort of quasi-ceremoniously goes in. Behind you is a trio of much more lavishly dressed humans. <laughs> I am playing... To the hilt, the dumb date. Okay. And we'll be asking as many questions of my date as I can because he is the expert in this particular situation and just getting, letting him be the most knowledgeable person in the room about okay. everything. All right. So he he's kind of, you know, commenting on... Uh, the the rest of the people that he sees here, and the fact that you know, well, those are obviously some you know merchants from what's its flat, and these three behind us are minor nobles from Thirteen Clouds, and oh yeah, no, they were at a horse race that I was at the uh, earlier in this week, and I, yep, sounds like they lost a lot of money. Well, that sort of thing can happen, yeah. and ev- every every reaction in tune with his with the idea that. 
his social standing is very clearly higher than everyone else's at the moment. Okay. Uh, give me a performance check, then. Hmm? <laughs> Oddly, one of the few charisma skills that I don't have proficiency in. What? Do I have any sort of advantage? Mm, not currently. Right. The DC is not super high. 21. Yep, you're carrying it off no problem. <laughs> um, but you guys are eventually announced with your respective titles and or accompaniments. Uh, directly beyond the entryway, as you were told, <clears throat> is the ballroom. A number of attendees are dancing to the music that's put forth by a small chamber orchestra. Uh, the staff is gliding through with trays of semware and party food. Plenty of the partygoers seem content to ch chat and mingle, despite the obviously very wide, almost surprisingly wide divergence in social strata for the entire company. Um, but you guys have a large estate to explore. What's everybody doing? As Woten finally shows up. Yep. Doors bust open. <laughs> now, the doors are already just being held open. There's, yeah. there's unfortunately no opportunity to, to slam any doors. There's just a slightly salty dwarf that stops. <laughs> he, just... he didn't even take a carriage that he could slam the door of as he got out of. Oh, yeah. So, you know. <laughs> Happens sometimes. Yeah. What prestidigitation is for, for the Rackers? <laughs> but yes. Oh, I didn't say phys I didn't mean physically salty. <laughs> <laughs> both actually, but kind of both. <laughs> yes, that's what I want. <laughs> so where's everybody headed? Um, I am letting my date drag me around. All right, you're dancing. Yep. I'm looking for the other old people. I'm looking for the grandpa <laughs> corner. Give me a perception check. I have been Wait, listening in. Sorry, give me a second. Eight. There it is. And I'm trying to find 13. people who might be useful. Uh, so... Maja, you look around and you can you can see the the gray-haired monocle and walking cane crowd sort of hanging out in uh, one corner off to the side. Uh, there's a number of comfortable chairs and benches, um, and they occasionally get up uh, and and walk into a uh, a west-facing uh, a room. Um, but for the most part, they're coming in, they're having a break, they're being given some refreshments, they're sending away for more alcohol, and just kind of taking a breather before they get up and eventually putter on out with, with the rest of the crowd. Um, but most of them seem to be headed towards what was kind of indicated as the main sitting room, apparently where the professor is. Okay. Um, in that case, I'll just stick with my group for now. Okay. Um, Aurelia, you're looking for what? I am looking, um, so I've, I've been listening into Heaton's date this entire time to see if there was anything that was pinging my interest as a potential uh, non-magical patron. Um, and then kind of take a moment to sort of look around the room, see if there's anything that looks potentially interesting, and if not, then I'll probably head in to see what the lecture is. Okay. I imagine people who would be useful for me would be in there. Give me a perception check then. All right. 20. Uh, yeah, so you're looking around. You see a few familiar faces. Uh, there's some faculty here. 
um, a couple people that you recognize as uh, students as well. Um, the the Vascone contingent apparently sent a number of representatives, which makes sense for a social situation of this caliber. Um, but most of them are almost immediately directly going in. Um, the students with varying levels of interest on their expressions, several of the faculty with, uh, all right, let's see what he's up to, uh, <laughs> kind of, kind of deportment as they head into this very large sitting room that sits just off the ballroom as well. All right. I'll, I'll head that direction then. This okay. That, that All right. Anybody else going anywhere else in particular or the rest of you following Aurelia? Um, I was going to go to the nearest person that was handing out drinks and or hors d'oeuvres or whatever they're handing out food wise. I'll take yep. a handful of that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Diamonds uh, following coal. <laughs> a drink or whatever. And then I just want to do a pass around the room to see if there's anybody else that I might recognize uh, okay. here. Either business wise um, or as you go around there is nobody you recognize okay um, i'm shoveling the food in my face though okay right <laughs> yep yep mm-hmm. yep so you've got you've got a handful of patients down uh and and a, and a champagne flute in the other hand and they're both gone in about 35 seconds yep yep and almost as soon as you drain the last of your glass you hear a <clears throat> at your elbow and there's a blank tray and that the glass is gone that's when cole has to think is it tip or glass tip (laughs) or glass glass (laughs) fuck (laughs) glass Glass. they were watching me (laughs) they're ready for you yep But yeah, then I'll head into the into the. Okay. Yeah, lecture. Diamond, you're able to score some refreshments as well. Uh, Diamond just kind of like takes a brief glance around the room, but tries to stick with, says tries to stick with an eye, eye distance of her party. Okay. Yep. You're looking around. It's it's definitely like the most of the people that are here are definitely comfortable, apparently, in the marginally upscale uh, conflux party scene. Um, the dances don't seem super complicated, although there is definite uh, variance in skill level with, you know, the, the, the more advanced dancers towards the exterior where they can move faster and the, the more novice uh, individuals congregating more towards the center of the dance floor. Um, but everybody seems to be having a pretty good time. And Woten right about now is when you get announced. Yeah. And, and sort he... of <laughs> yeah. shoved in <laughs> as there's still quite a line behind you. He, is, he, doesn't, he doesn't wait. He, he's not going to wait for anyone to push. He's going to step through because his immediate goal is to try and read the room um, because there's a lot of information that you can glean based on who recognizes the name, um, especially a name that has very specific connotations. Yeah. Uh, give me an insight check. Mm-hmm. Mm. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's announced, but it doesn't seem to have garnered any special attention. Like every time a name is du- is 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 called, there's all there's a number of heads that turn to see who's that. 
Um, but aside from the general idle curiosity, um, doesn't seem to be anything explicit, which either means nobody here knows who you are, or the people here who know who you are aren't stupid. <laughs> um, so in that in that particular case, he will sort of um, gravitate towards refreshments because everyone will eventually go there, which makes it the single best place in the building to garner gossip. Mm-hmm. Um, so refreshments aren't really particularly in a specific place. Um, there's a there's a small area off to one side that has a little bit of a table, and there seems to be some sort of small punch bowl there with a few um, kind of very benign desserts laid out. Everything else seems to be being hand-served by mm. these, these staffers that are just making motions through the room to cover as much territory as possible. You sort of eyeball that punch bowl, and then you see like a nine-year-old kid go over, get a cup for himself, grab some cookies. It's and a punch say, bowl. Oh, it's yeah. the table. Okay. Okay, yeah. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. I definitely, I definitely... <laughs> I definitely snagged a flute of champagne with my tail while I was dancing, and that is now yeah. sort of just hovering over my shoulder while dancing. Okay, sounds good. Um, um, in that in that particular case, then um, Wotan's going to probably he will probably sort of skirt the the boundary between the main room and the lecture hall. Okay. Because the traffic through there will probably be the most heavily concentrated location, which means it, it'll be the best place to it, pick up information. It definitely is. So, um, and yeah, Corey. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say uh, two things. One, Corey is just sort of walking around the, around the edges, keeping an eye out mostly for, he hasn't been at a, or hasn't been at a place like this. So they want to see, it, or in a position like this, they're on the hunt for more of them. Okay. Also, I want to know the physics of how a tail that doesn't have um, uh, digits or uh, uh, anywhere that you can platform or anything like that holds something like a champagne flute because that shit don't track. I have a little. I have a little ring mounted. I have a little tail mounted like. Uh, accessory basically um, that provides <laughs> that hey. that has like a little hook on the end so the tail right. wraps around and the and the the flute itself sits in the hook of the accessory so I, was I was just gonna, I was just gonna go with it being prehensile but you know it's actually it, it's actually doesn't doesn't make your ability to hold a slippery yeah no 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 I thing work that accessory is actually in my character That's art I thought of yeah. this yeah. <laughs> we, we we thought of this we have the technology That's a, I, I I was hoping you had an answer and I am proud of you <laughs> I, I had that answer when I first designed it. So for the rest of you who have made your way into this Western sitting room, Professor Van Dorn uh, is holding forth. It's it's a fairly open area dominated by this immense gilded harp that currently has nobody playing it. Um, a number of seats are still open, uh, but it's it's not set up in a traditional like there's no podium with a with a with a placement of, of organized seats. He's simply uh, kind of 
relax back on this centrally placed sofa. He's a stout gnome, gray bearded, wearing a monocle. He's flanked by a pair of very clean shaven hobgoblins who are wearing severe but simple clothing. <clears throat> and they simply stand quietly as the professor begins, has apparently been talking for some time, but speaking very energetically to anyone nearby who seems to be paying attention. And almost everybody in the room seems at least marginally, if not very intent on his words. Once again, Aurelia, you sort of see this and it feels like a much larger audience for that sort of standard small room Vascone lecture style that they usually have just amped up a few exponents. Yeah. Um, but he's he's currently discussing uh, about the, the the pair of councils that make up the governing uh, body of Conflux. <laughs> uh, this, you see, understand, the state of our councils shuts them away from the world, yet the business of our councils requires them to know it thoroughly, which is a grand contradiction in terms and definitely bodes quite ill for the prosperous governance of our of our city or the equitable treatment of the citizens that reside therein. You see, the councils consult the good of this city no further than it answers their own purposes. Wherefore, their own interests lead them to suppress the growth of our interests in every case which does not specifically promote their advantage or to the least interfere with it. What you have to understand, ladies and gentlemen, is that the authority of these councils over the city is a form of government which sooner or later must have an end, and any serious mind can draw no true pleasure by looking forward under this painful and positive conviction that what one might call our present situation is merely temporary. We cannot truly be satisfied knowing that this government is not sufficiently lasting to ensure anything which we, we may bequeath to our posterity. And by a plain method of argument, as we are running the next generation into debt, we ought to do the work necessary to reverse our fortunes toward a truly sustainable model. So you understand that the primary obstacle to the common people of conflicts governing themselves is simply one of knowledge and education. But as we see our current councils are already widely lacking in these same areas, it cannot be logical to assume that continuing under our current status is safer in the longer term than whatever changes we may actively incite by intentional revolution. At which point the audience is definitely murmuring amongst themselves. Yeah. As he's putting forward his particular philosophy, given his academic analysis of the situation and society at hand. And these pair of hobgoblins behind him simply fold their arms and sort of just watch. I'm watching those hobgoblins. I want to know what they're looking for. Yeah. Give me a history check. May I do that as well? Yeah. I'm wondering, yeah, like, trying to figure out who's interested in this, how the room is reacting. Yeah, Um, I want to read the room as well. Me too. 17. Yeah. And Aurelia, you both recognize them as Aprian monks. Uh, The Aprian monastery, or the Aprian monastics are a group of monks that have a conclave—sorry, uh, a conclave in Underbow. Um, they tend towards a fairly Spartan lifestyle, and these two seem to just to be there attending to the professor. You're not sure how or why, but you definitely recognize their their sort of identity. Korshana, go ahead and give me an insight check. Yep. 
19. The room is split. There's a lot of sympathy, at least from a philosophical perspective, but he's actively recommending a not subtle change of government. Right. Which is a somewhat radical notion. <laughs> and somewhat detrimental to one's health, usually. Possibly. Um, and this seems to sort of been the, you, you guys arrived in, term, in turn for the capstone uh, statement. And at this point, someone raises a hand and he points to them and they ask a question about, uh, you know, if if there are are provisions in the legislation that currently governs conflux for this sort of thing and how one might through legal and already established channels attempt to try and affect some of the the changes that he seems to be so passionate about to which he responds that the councils as they are organized don't really allow for that sort of thing um and it would be a monumental task to take the privileged ruling class and get them to sort of voluntarily deprivilege themselves um And he doesn't come right out and say it, um, but the implication is fairly clear of if if things are going to change, it's going to have to start from the bottom up and probably with a good bit of fire and clubs. Um, right. There's, there's probably a point at which um, after that question and maybe a couple more asked that Wotan steps up and sort of raises a hand. Okay. Ah, yes, sir. And uh, were your potential revolution and overthrow of government be to put forth, what exactly would you intend to put in its place to see to it that something truly changes and you don't just see yet another hierarchy where those who were previously on the bottom are now the privileged top and you've done nothing more than reverse the roles? For starters, sir, I'd recommend that we give the privilege of the vote to everyone in the city, at least once they reach an age of majority, say, 14 or 16 years of age. As I'm sure you're aware, it's only landowners currently what are permitted to vote on who represents them in the Council of Selects. And the Council of Lords, well, <laughs> that's simply hereditary nonsense and should have been abolished years since. But then you'd simply open it up to becoming a massive popularity contest of where he who can garner favor rules the city rather than he who owns it by blood. But at least at that point, you'd be falling on more of a meritocracy than simply those who can influence a certain minority of us who's allowed to speak. Except then your merits that you're judging are simply those who can speak well rather than those who have strong ideas in their minds. Those who can convince the populace who, as you've already stated, are largely uneducated as to that the ideas that they hold in their head are in fact the best when in fact perhaps all they're doing is pushing their own game. 
and making and it sound why, like gospel. That is why, sir, that I've recommended that education become one of the foundations of whatever organization we eventually establish. It's important that if people are to select their own governments, that they understand the function and necessary qualifications of those who are to be enacting their popular will. And right? An ignorant electorate would be a detriment to this city, possibly almost as bad as what we currently have at our disposal. Might just go ahead and um, vote in a celebrity or a reality. <laughs> <laughs> is providing the best distraction possible. I am trying to look around for anything that might be of warlock significance, anything that might tell me whether or not this is actually what we're here looking for. If there's somewhere else we need to go, something like that. Okay. Well, uh, go ahead and make me a perception check, Major. I'm just watching the wow. way that the that you the, have advantage on this because you can use all your senses. Twist. That is correct. Seventeen. Seventeen. You you catch a faint aroma that kind of seems to stand out a bit, and you look over, and just across the room from you. There is a gentleman, probably late 30s, dark skin, very formally dressed in a bright blue coat with a kind of explosion of lace at the collar. But the aroma is not him. It's the pseudo dragon that's kind of curled about on his shoulders with its claws sort of clasped in front of it. Eyes glancing from side to side, and the tongue flickers out and back in as it tests the air. Those are pretty rare. You don't see those out very often. Would I know to associate that as a possible warlock thing? Uh, give me an arcana check. <laughs> nope. I can't it's a guy with a weird reptile. Okay. <laughs> Guy with a weird reptile, and I noticed an aroma. Isn't it? Is it like an aroma I would recognize, or it's just sort of what pseudo dragons smell like? It's what pseudo dragons smell like. It's that sort of snaky, oily cucumber, but with a little more incense thrown in. <laughs> um. All right, I'll pull out a scrap of paper from my bag. Um, write something down quickly and start heading out to the elderly refreshments area that presumably has chairs and water for a bit. Okay. <laughs> At which you'll be able to find. Uh, which is when Aurelia, behind yeah. you, you hear a... <clears throat> I, I turn. And just before you turn, you hear, pardon me, miss, might I request the pleasure and honor of a dance? <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Make a perception. Ah, uh, who is 14. it? <laughs> if I turn around, that's why you're making this perception check. Yeah, turn around. <laughs> Make, am I making a perception check? Is that what I heard? Okay, nine. You don't recognize him partially okay. because he's already bent over. Uh, oh no! Guy is dressed in a fairly dark green ensemble with a few much brighter slashes of yellow and green. Uh, he's got well-trimmed blonde hair, small goatee, flashes a broad, sincere smile as he bows with this flawless courtesy and holds out a hand. 
Um, so while this stuff was going on, I don't know if I would have time, but I wanted to ask if I could tell if anyone around here, because I, I know the Vascone folks, if I could tell if anyone was from one of the other colleges, specifically the Magisterium. Um, you might have a chance to determine that here in a bit. Okay, not right now. Um, but this is... Oh. Yes, I will. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, I will... How good of a dancer do you do you think Aurelia is? Um, she has not had much practice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is probably fairly new. Um, I'm imagining she knows like the basics of some basic stuff, and that's pretty much it. All right, let's She's see like, how one of those etiquette does. things that they that they do it at at grad school. Or right. <laughs> okay. So he holds out a hand, you take it, and he pulls you up into position to lead. He seems to sort of get an idea of your general skill level and kind of pulls you towards more of the center of the ballroom. Pleasure to make your acquaintance, miss. I'm Torvald Fauntleroy, gentleman adventurer. What? My lord. Oh, God. I hate him. <laughs> Hi, he's a gentleman adventurer. Oh, the hollow doors, Fauntleroy's. Mm. Ah. <laughs> Do I know what any of that means? You can make a history check if you okay. want. Okay. <laughs> 14. <laughs> 14, you seem to remember a minor noble family from that northern end of the city that goes by that last name. I imagine oh. at that volume, I heard that. Do oh, I know? No. <laughs> this guy has no volume control. Yeah. Do I know who that family is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. Okay. <laughs> in, in a room of 10s, he's a 12. Yeah, pretty much. And I, I like to think that throughout this entire time that Wotan and this this uh, professor have just been going back and forth on the pros and cons of, esta of, of establishing oh, yeah. a democratic government in, in, the middle of an, in the middle of an uneducated populace and how when you've got a small group of people in power, they typically want to keep that power, which means they'll do everything they can to quash the ability of the public to become educated, which will prevent you from creating your educated electorate, et cetera, et cetera. Pretty much, yep. And he's, he's going back and forth. He's right there with you and apparently having a fantastic time. Thank <laughs> God, somebody who dialogues. <laughs> Aurelia, he, you begin to make your way through your first dance. Um, and myself. Once he, he sort of guides you into the rhythm. And it's delightful to see you out in public. How are the rest of your group doing anyway? I saw you with a horse and hop the other day. Ah, yes, um, we're doing quite well. Uh, that was that was the place we were. That was the place we were at, right? Oh, with the dumb mimic, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. as he mentions that, you remember this is the guy that you saw before you left. He he had the armor and the rapier and the the, the, the dark the face. like the the dark and brooding guy in the corner. Yeah, with the blonde hair and the goatee. <laughs> Very different than what you thought he was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> ah, yes. No, I remember you from there. I, I, I uh, noticed well, you. That's very complimentary. Thank you, miss. Yes. Um, what were, uh, 
Do you do you go there often? It's, well, I've, I've sort of, uh, shall we say, tossed my responsibilities to, to the winds for about a month or so now, and it's been very diverting, bracing even, you might say, trying my fortunes on the lawless lanes of conflux. I'd like to go down to the undergrass one day, but unfortunately my manservant Chiswick refuses. <laughs> oh my God, it's Terry and Darrington. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm dead. <laughs> ah, yes. Well, I've been into the undergrass before. I am an archaeologist, you see. I will, it, or really a Clementine Evans. I've, oh, pleasure. Where did you do your studies? I studied at the Academy Marshal. Ah, Vascone. Oh, brilliant. You're a bookworm. That's fantastic. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's very sincere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a groupie. Okay. <laughs> um. Yes. No. I've. Um. It. It's been a very interesting couple of days since uh, that all happened. Uh. But I imagine you want to keep that thing sort of under wraps here. What? Don't want to necessarily announce your full identity to yes, a room full yes. of strangers. I will inter interrupt. Yes, absolutely. I will attempt to <laughs> distract him from saying anything stupid. All right. Meanwhile, Diamond. Oh, hi. A tall bearded elf of perhaps early adult. He's tall for an elf? Is he he's tall for an elf? He's quite tall for an elf. Okay. Glides forward to you quietly and also extends a gloved hand with a bow. Might I ask you to dance, miss? Yes, <laughs> may. Thank you, I appreciate it. You're very courteous. I love how carefully that was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he also directs you out uh, leading onto the dance floor. Mm -hmm. The dance begins and he spins you around once so you lose sight of him just for a brief moment. And when you turn back around, well, how are you? Oh, fuck. And he's no longer quite as tall, definitely no longer bearded. Right. Wearing a cloak of autumn leaves. This bitch. <laughs> Uh, ourselves, are we? Uh, uh, you're not going to randomly change the room into a waterfall forest, are you? Well, it's been quite a while since I had a lovely dance such as this, despite the company, but I suppose it'll do. Uh, I'm not a very good dancer. I've never danced before, so if I step on your feet, I'm sorry. And he spins you around again. You're not wearing it. Wearing what? The thing I left you the other day. Pity. Well, here. And he traces a finger around your, kind of the crown of your head, and you feel a sudden weight, and you can sort of see a wreath of daffodils now, kind of just sitting on your ears. I mean, I'm not wearing it, but I, I have it. Delightful. So how are things? Confusing, very confusing. But we're here. This seems like the right place to be. 
It is. Very well done. Very astute. I'm sure this was all your idea. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Ah, false modesty. So adorable. You're... You're very confusing. From a certain point of view, I suppose. Uh, Have you learned everything you need? Nope. Not Excellent. At all. <laughs> what am I supposed to do next, then? Hmm. Well, that will depend. You could murder some people. You could run away into the darkness. You could let them take you. I don't like any of those options. No? Well, if you're going to be walking this path much longer, you'll have to get comfortable with darkness. Not the darkness one, murdering people. I'm not a fan of that. Perhaps not, I suppose. And the dance continues for a little while. What's everybody else doing? Um, because I have only gotten the idea that my patron talks to me through mirrors, um, mm -hmm. anytime I see a reflective surface, I'm going to be looking into it to see if I can get a fucking clue. Or, and also just looking around to see if anything else magically drags my attention. Give me a perception check then. This might be relevant. I am trying to palm a note to Heaton. Okay. <laughs> Give me a sleight of hand check. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to look around to see if there's any, because there's Raven Queen temples. I'm going to see if there's any clergy people from the temples here. Okay. Well, that's not as bad as it could be. <laughs> oh, nope. Uh, and once Heaton gets me that perception check, we'll see how things go. An 18. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> you're looking around, trying to catch a glimpse. And there's a few times as you look into a reflective surface, a mirror that you pass, the glass pane of a window, where you're pretty sure your reflection does not specifically adhere to the normal laws of reflections. And every once in a while you hear that <laughs> just over your shoulder. And when you turn, there's never anybody there. Yeah, never expecting there to be. And then you see Maja drop a piece of paper onto a serving tray that is definitely headed your direction without the server noticing it particularly. And she makes eye contact with you as she does. <laughs> uh, I've, I assume we've been dancing this entire time. Pretty much. Uh, darling, I definitely love dancing, but I'm going to have to take just a very small break as I as I pull ever so slightly away. Breather in drinks, of course. Letting letting my tail drag down his shoulder and arm and hand and the uh -huh. whole thing. I he will gives you a wink. I will replace I will replace my drink onto the tray that the note was put on, grab both a new drink and the note, uh -huh. and sort of sidle over to one of the mirrors that I've caught a reflection in. And sort of okay. back to the sort of uh back to people where I'm I'm blocking my own reflection. So uh -huh. both look at me at, at my reflection and the note. 
while drinking. <laughs> yep. So you take a drink. So you look at your reflection, which is just your reflection. You take a drink and you come in and your reflection is now dead eyeing you and then gives a nod at the note. Open the note. <laughs> um, the note has a description of a dark skinned man who Aaron's notes didn't cat hatch further description of, but I know was said mm -hmm. um, with a pseudo dragon and then see what you can find out, question mark. I will fold the note back up, slip it into my waistband, um, finish my drink and then head back out to my, uh, to my, to my date and just sort of, uh, is the person with the pseudo dragon visible on the floor? Um, with an 18 perception, I'll say yes. And as you turn to go, you hear a voice behind you. Be ready, my son. Yes, daddy. Uh, <laughs> and I'll head over to, uh, to, um, do, 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 name, uh, Gerhold. Yeah. <laughs> I forget the name of my date. Um, <laughs> Probably not the first time. No. Uh, Gerhold, darling, do you happen to know who that is? I say, pointing at the person with the pseudo dragon. Let me see if he does. Seen that gentleman before. Fantastic pet, though. Uh, indeed, I am ever so interested. Do you think we go chat? I don't see why not. He carries himself like a man of breeding. I will let <clears throat> Gerhold guide us over and begin the conversation. Right. So Gerhold steps up to the man. Oh, good evening, sir. Good evening. Gerhold Cunningham of the local district. Gibald Dutrain. Pleasure. And, ah, my companion for the evening, Heaton. This is Mr. Lord. Lord Dutrain. Does that title mean anything to me? The Dutrains are a, a ranking noble family. Um, one Dutrain sits on uh, the Council of Lords. So we're sort of equivalent status. You've never heard of or met Gabal of Gabal before, so you're assuming probably down the line somewhere, so you might outrank him? Yeah. I'm not letting that on, though. I'm the dumb date. <laughs> right. Who is doing the dumb date thing of just sort of like hanging off of Gerhold's shoulder and tail, like sort of idly flicking his ear, other earlobe that's not on the side that I'm on. <laughs> Yeah, very fascinating dialogue happening in there. Not every day you see a pirate going toe-to-toe -to -toe with a professor. Hmm. Your pet is so adorable. Do, do they have a name? I say, indicating the pseudo-dragon, and sort of holding a hand out to see if I can pet or not. <laughs> He gives you a glare that is very much a fuck off that. Don't pet. But but his tone is still extremely pleasant. 
he does. He responds to Shimon. Shimon. <laughs> you named it. You named the pseudo dragon Shimon. I did. When I'm a Michael Jackson looking motherfucker right now. <laughs> It's or interest in them academic. I mean, he's so adorable. Where could I possibly get one? Fairly rare, especially in these parts. Although I hear there's a small clutch that lives wild in Don Breeze. Certain, shall we say, entrepreneurial individuals occasionally can convince one to be acquiescent to what one might call ownership. Is that where you acquired Shimon? Indeed. Do I get any sort of otherworldly tingling in the back of my brain at any of this information? Or your dick. Give me an insight check. That's not another worldly tingle. Uh, <laughs> that is a very much this worldly tingle. Um, 21. He's playing very coy, but you're picking up just the faintest little, yeah, there's something there. Am I getting it off of him or the dragon? Little bit of both. A little bit of both? Mm-hmm. Um... I want to I don't have the spell that I want to have right now. Do I sense any magic coming off of this person? Not currently. Not currently? Mm-mm. Hmm. Um... I will continue with small talk until I can think of something else. <laughs> okay. Now, where is everybody at currently in the room? Uh, it's probably at this point, as like several minutes, probably about, you know, like 10 minutes of this dialogue, this back and forth between uh -huh. Wotan and the professor continues to go. And Wotan's sort of at this point is, and I'm afraid at this point I have said my piece. And he sort of turns, he sort of looks at the rest of the group that have gathered to listen in. And he sort of, <laughs> and remember, ladies and gentlemen, that no ideas, no matter how well-meaning or well-founded, should go unchallenged. And that the only thing that one can use to find their own direction, he says as he pulls his compass off of his vest, is their own sense of direction and their own personal compass. Give me a... He has props. Persuasion check. <laughs> 23. Ooh. And at that point, Professor Van Dorn grabs a mug off of a uh, off of a, a nearby table and stands up to where he's probably just barely over your height, but as he's standing on a couch and raises it. A very well-spoken member of our attendance tonight, ladies and gentlemen. 
give this man your respect. <laughs> and there's a number of raised glasses to you as you sort of take your leave of the dialogue. <laughs> Where's everybody else? So he sort of gives gives woke. gives a brief bow and then um, sort of turns and departs to sort of get a better view of the rest of the room. Uh, Cole had gotten up and was looking around to see if there was any clergy members from uh, any of the Raven Queen temples. Uh, his raven is on his, has been on his shoulder the whole time while he's been walking around too. So, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, uh, we'll have one perception check for Cole. Korashana... Uh, go ahead and give me a perception check as well, since you're looking for other Shanas currently. And I had mentioned that as the debate had been going, mm-hmm. I was continuing to review yeah. where everybody was. Yeah, you're pretty. You're you're very well aware of mages here. These two are dancing. Wotan's drawing attention. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Major, you'd pass the note, and then what? Um, at that point, I was going to try and link up with whoever else in the group seemed available. Okay. Uh, but At that point, it would have mostly been either Cole or Koroshana. Um, Cole, as you're looking around, you see a couple people who are wearing icons um, of veneration to the Raven Queen. None of them look clergy. Okay. Probably just fairly devout individuals who do that uh, as, a, as an aspect of their normal attire. Um, and even <clears throat> they have sort of joined the rest of the company with a slightly more otherwise brighter uh, wardrobe choices and which seems to be what you do when you go to a textile magnets uh, <laughs> open 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 bar more or less yeah um, I'll go up to one of them and um, I'll just say uh, uh, excuse me um, I, I have a question I saw your your icon and I just had a question um, I ran into somebody, I think, um, that uh, was at uh, one of the temples, and I didn't get their name before they had to go. Um, but uh, do you um, attend services regularly at um, one of the nearby temples? Well, the greatest center of Our Lady's worship is, of course, in Cryptwood. Yes. On the west side. And on the weeks that I have the time and the resources, I'll occasionally travel <clears throat> that direction. Were you at the Great Temple of the Raven Queen or one of the, the smaller shrines hereabouts? Uh, it was the Great Temple. Um, there was uh, a funerary service I had to attend. Yeah, if you can, I'm reasonably acquainted with those who serve the Queen. Uh, can you describe 
the individual you were you were speaking on. Yes, um, fairly pale. Uh, they had thin lips and thinner hair. Um, do I remember their build just from the? Uh, you remember they were definitely at least human height. So they wouldn't have yeah. been like a gnome or a dwarf. Or yeah, something. I'll just kind of like do this for height wise, and then okay, uh, uh, not too fairly fairly average, I would guess. But um, yes, that I, I wasn't able to catch their name, but they they helped they helped me a lot during during that service. Said some said some words. Ah, oh, that strikes me as uh, perhaps Artair Nielsen, or a, a male. You said yes, male. Possibly Borkard Ericsgard. Okay. Um, thank you. Uh, so, what brought you here besides the conversation? Well, when unique ideas are to be presented that seem to alter the potential direction of society, even on a localized area, those of us that have faith to she that guides destiny, frequently take an interest. Um, have you ever, has she ever spoken to you? Have you ever? I do not believe that is normally her way, but faith in her guidance and the knowledge that an individual of power keeps eye, keeps watch over the smaller things, determining that everything to the best of her ability follows the proper course as is intended. I find that reassuring. thought of it that way thank you um and your name well at this point you may call me cormac nice to meet you cormac uh my name is cole and i'll offer shake <laughs> his hand shake their hand he'll grab your hand <laughs> And then I'll look over and probably see Woten stop talking and just kind of, uh, I think I must be going now. Uh, thank you for your help, though. It was my pleasure. And May I, our lady guide your steps. And yours as well. <laughs> <laughs> and to you. And also with you. <laughs> and also with you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so yeah, if Cora was the one who would be off to the side, then. Uh -huh. oh. 
Cora is spotting the rest of the group, waiting yep. for someone to waiting for someone to get in, inevitably get in way over their heads. Well, well and Cora as the the Cora as the one individual who's trying to like keep the big picture view. Yep. That puts you in position to notice something. Okay. There is a giant rock that is about to fall. <laughs> Metaphorically. Is it me? You you linger kind of on the, the outskirts um, and eventually find a, a point near kind of the front wall, uh, the front exterior wall where you've got pretty decent glance. Right. And then you glance over your shoulder and look out the window. And you see a squadron of warders gathering near the estate entrance. Okay, so... Uh, At some is- signal, a double column of spearmen begin a rapid march up the lane towards the front door, splitting to surround the front portico. A second body of guards suddenly maneuvers in to push through the foyer, swiftly gaining entry to the mansion and striding out into the ballroom. And the music abruptly ceases as a bugbear warder wearing lieutenant board steps forward. By order of Hightower in the marble seat, this gathering has been deemed seditious. All present are under arrest and will be taken into custody. Do not resist. And as you might anticipate, pandemonium immediately ensues. Yes. What's everybody so, doing? Did I not have a chance to send telepathic messages to everybody to warn them? Give me an initiative roll. Okay. Because that sounded like a lot of movement. It was and a this lot is of instantaneous. It was very fast. Okay. <sighs> All that armor. Oh, nope. Okay. Oh, no. Why can I do anything? <laughs> you do get a message out. Um, let me check one. Th- do you know what your I range on that is? One at, what? Do you know what your range on that is? Uh, my range on it, I believe I, I have it here. Um, okay. Uh, 60 feet. 60 feet. Um, are you... So the closest people to you are going to be Maja, Aurelia. Maja's right next to me. I can okay. say yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. right, right. I can um, say something to her and sp- and send a message out at the same time. Right, yeah. Um, so the closest people that are not standing right next to you are Aurelia, Diamond, and Cole. Diamond. Diamond first? All yes. right. Diamond and Maja, we need to leave now. Right. Yeah. Diamond hears that and is just like, oh, nope, nope. Fuck. Disengage and find an exit. Yeah. <laughs> you're dancing. I, I, and your patron spins you one more time. Damn it. And as you come back around, it's the elf again. And immediately you hear this message from Koreshana. Uh, I say, I'm so sorry, darling. It's been a lovely dance. Um, I have to go to the ladies' room real quick and book it. Okay. Who gets it next? Um, and like I said, that's ver- basically the same thing as verbally. <coughs> right. So Maja okay, so. and Diamond have been informed. Um, next would be Aurelia. Okay. So you're about halfway through the message for Aurelia when the bugbear comes through and basically tells everybody they're under arrest. All right. Everybody's going to figure it out at this point, so I'm ducking. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yes, you were able to at least get a couple off. Yeah. 
and I will actually put a hand on me uh, to to help Major along since Major is not the quickest of people. Mm -hmm. There will not be delicate. Like I was coming over to you to say, "Hey, we really need a fucking lead." (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Get an opportunity to do anything because you know. Is Heaton close to me? Uh, well, uh, Heaton is a little bit to the other side of the room from you currently. Um, do I recognize this bugbear? You do not. Okay. What? Based on what he has announced, how far down? How far down does my dad's shit have to roll before it hits him? Um. Fairly far. He's wearing lieutenant's boards, so that's that definitely puts him as kind of a mid-ranking district officer. Do- Your dad's immediate shit, of course, goes to each ward ward captain. Yeah. At which point there's probably four or five, and then you get to this guy. Um how how effective do I think in the mindset that he is currently displaying himself at, how effective do I think my father's signet ring would be on him without magic? Um, just give me a straight intelligence roll. Yep. 17. So standard warder deployment is arrest everybody, put them in holding, we'll sort them out after that. Going up and showing him a signet ring is going to do fuck all. Yeah, okay, so he's in... He's in because, yeah. because as far as he'll be concerned is, okay, you've got some information that might be relevant later. Right now, though, you're under arrest. We'll handle it. Yep. Okay. In that case, so. time to flee. <laughs> oh. oh, party's over. Time to go. <laughs> so... The lights are on. It's three o'clock. What's everybody doing? So, uh, as soon as as soon as the doors bust open, Wotan, who is sort of in the sort of like in the doorway between this room, the main room, and the lecture hall, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, will sort of slide into the lecture hall and immediately um, head over to the professor. He's like, "My dear professor, I believe it's time for us to leave," and sort of start trying to help him get out. <laughs> get out. Ooh. So you sidle over to him, and immediately. As you say this, there's a hand on your chest as one of the monks steps forward, the others right behind him. They've gone into immediate readiness. That voice carried. Um, and you're he's not actively attacking you, but he's definitely interposing himself. And the professor kind of looks around. <laughs> Well, I do believe this gentleman's right, and uh, we should be making ourselves an exit. I uh, feel sorry for our hosts, but uh, lads, appreciate it. Uh, which direction? Uh, well, and the two of them kind of grab him and start frog marching him over to a window. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of them are stopping you from following, but they've kind of taken charge and are moving. They're, they are an excellent distraction, so I will go with them. Okay. <laughs> right, so anybody who's sort of near the uh, the sitting room can see Wotan sort of drafting behind these two monks who are bodily carrying a gnome toward a window. Um, what, what sort of, what's the layout of this room, of this building? Is there only one exit? 
or what is it? I imagine there's, there's more than one. Uh, yes, there's the primary exit that everybody came in, which the warders currently have control of. There are multiple exits and staircases and whatnot further into the manor, and you assume other exits beyond that, but you guys don't really know the layout of this mansion, per se. Yeah. Um, to my... Assuming that the rest of my party has ways to get out, um... I'm going to. Yeah, well, uh, I'm going to uh, indicate to my date, darling. I think it's time we left, and sort of like start shuttling him towards the kitchens where we can find a different way out. And behind me, I am casting unseen servant, and giving the unseen servant the command to help the lieutenant out of his armor. (laughs) 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 Because. While the Unseen Servant can't really do much to stall them, if an Invisible Force starts unstrapping your armor buckles, it's going to distract you no matter how focused you are at the moment. (laughs) It's true. Okay, so that's happening. Um, So, Koroshana, you're standing there next to Maja. What are the two of you doing? Because you guys are closest to the front wall right now, and definitely closest to the warders that are coming in and starting to herd people. Um, I am... I looked at Major and say, perhaps finding a back entrance would be, or back exit would be best for you. Okay, sure, whatever. Um, She'll nod. Mad Dash or keeping it subtle? Hmm. I, whatever Cora's doing. Cora's doing something different than okay. running for the door. Okay. Yeah, I guess then I'll subtly head towards the back. Sure. Okay. Uh, Major, go ahead and make me a stealth check. You'll have advantage because this is a frenzied crowd of people that you're sort of keeping between you and the warders. Well, what? Yes. <laughs> what? I had, yeah. Okay. So Major does the elephant version of sneaking through a strawberry patch. <laughs> clump, 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 clump. Mm. All right. What's Cora doing? Korishana doing? Uh, Cora is going to act as well. Um, do 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 do. Yeah, Cora is going to act as the distractionary tactic for the group because they assume that not everybody is going to get out Mm -hmm. otherwise. Okay. And so we'll walk towards the... Essentially, Cora is is going to allow themselves to be arrested. Okay. And in the process, do so in such a way of like sort of centering attention on them. All right. So that you're not, they're not seeing everybody else trying to. Okay. Their breaks. (laughs) 
Uh, let me. So just give me a. Just give me a straight charisma roll. Okay. Uh, Eleven. Okay. And. <laughs> so you walk up to a guard and sort of just hold your hands out like, okay, take me in. The guard, I'm going to say with this natural one on his perception roll. <laughs> Apparently, as he rushed into the room, the visor on his helmet just kind of went clang <laughs> as he stopped. <laughs> and you're kind of there trying to do, you know, the good civic thing. All right, yes, no, the law is here. Let's get this worked out. And he's like, hey. <laughs> and holds his spear out to you, like, hold this for me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently assuming that you're one of his, you know, cohort. Um. Oh my God. <laughs> legal question. Yeah. If anybody else sees me holding the spear of the city watchman, am I in additional trouble? Um. <laughs> I think if you held it in a certain, in, in a level of non-threatening way, and there's a guy struggling with his armor next to you, most people will be able to make the logical assumption of what's happening. Okay. <laughs> can I, I realize that this is a leap. Okay. But can I very quickly just take the sphere and sort of position myself so I look like somebody that perhaps the guard just enlisted to aid him <laughs> at this particular moment. Give this, me a deception. This, you're becoming Korshana the Squire. <laughs> squire. Uh, There's going to be a surplus of squires there in a moment. <laughs> uh, deception. I am moderately good at that. Squire. That could have been better. Could have been better. Could have Inspiration point or no? Huh? You have oh, I do. I do have inspiration from yeah. You can you can roll a d6 and add it to that if you want. Okay. <laughs> yes, I will. Sixteen. Sixteen. Sixteen is good. Sixteen's not bad, right? <laughs> so you're like, okay, I'm helping. <laughs> <laughs> I might be able to walk out the front door. <laughs> cool. Uh, I kind of had the same idea as Korshana, except not quite. Uh, I wanted to get where there was a group of the warders already coming, kind of get out of their line of sight, and then use uh, my Misty Visions uh, uh, invocation and use it to cast a silent image of a warder in full armor like he already caught me and he's walking me out the front door okay even my misty visions i don't believe can move they can I was yeah, say, it, it can move it just can't make noise yeah let me take a look at that then <laughs> yep <clears throat> yep silent image okay 
Um, so yeah, you've got you've got a fake warder who's arresting you very quietly. Um, I assume right, everyone loud in here with all everybody running around. Right? Yeah, it's like yeah. Um, go ahead and make me a just a deception check with advantage then, since you've got somebody holding you at spear point. <laughs> as you walk out the door with your hands up. I got him, boss. 21. 21, okay. This is why I love warlocks. (laughs) No one else knows magic. No one can call you on it. All right. Aurelia, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm going to say to my dance partner (laughs) mentally. uh, Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Adventuring time. Shut up until I tell you to talk. Uh, and <laughs> grab his arm and book it for the for the nearest um not the nearest exit because that would be the front. I'm I'm trying to go out and get out as fast as possible. Basically, uh, I always um, knew Aurelia was a dom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Um. So you're just headed further into the mansion looking for the nearest exit. Yeah, I'm trying to head in and, and um, well, I saw them going for the, the, the window. That's actually, <clears throat> hmm. I'm gonna let them do that. I think that's gonna make a lot of noise. They're gonna grab attention. Um, yeah, further in. Okay. <clears throat> um, so yeah, so you two just book it. Go ahead and yep. give me a, Wait, are you leading I'm, the way or are you trying to like- I'm leading of... the way. Okay. I want him to be quiet and to give, listen to what I'm give telling Give me an athletics check then. Okay. Uh, natural 20. Natural 20, yeah. yeah. All right. So you grab Torvald by the wrist yep. and, you feel his, and you feel his hand kind of grab one to yours and he just gives you a very light squeeze of- affirmative more or less and you just charge through this crowd you 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 put a toe into the back of a few knees and manage to just push your way through pretty much to the vanguard of all these people who are just heading for whatever door they can find as you make your way in to what seems to be the kitchens it's the same place i'm going hey yep yep hey As you go, you hear something clatter behind you. Um, quick glance back. What is that? Torvald's got a fire poker now. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. And and a shit-eating grin. Apparently, this is exactly how he wanted his evening to go. Oh, boy. Oh, sweetheart. (laughs) Bless his heart. Yep. So, Wotan, you watch these two monks pull him up to the window. One of them somehow grabs a stool with the toe of their boot and flings it straight into the glass, which shatters immediately and bangs <laughs> those two shutters open. The other one pulls something out of their belt and just scrapes the splinters of uh, the shards of glass across the sill to try and make it as non-murdery as possible and does a headlong dive straight out the window. Quick flip, turns, lands on his feet, holds up his hands. There goes the professor. (laughs) Caught, set, the other monk is over. What are you doing? So, uh, Wotan, how far is that drop? Probably eight, eight feet or so. 
Yeah, so Wotan will just sort of look around, see people are coming. Well, I guess I'll cover on escape then. He says he pulls his compass off and holds it up in the air for a second, and the the needle starts to spin rapidly as he casts Flurry and just creates a quick snowstorm in the area. That is All right. It's difficult yes. to see through. <laughs> Sounds good. So there's a small snowstorm in front of this window that a whole bunch of people are literally running toward right now. Because they heard the glass go and immediately eyes went that way. And while while it's all obscured, he will cast false life with his action and just dive out the window. Okay. Give me an acrobatics check then. All right. And that's when Wotan eats shit. <laughs> that's why he cast that's why he cast false life. Yep. 18. Yes. All right. So you just fling yourself backwards out the window, fully expecting to feel dirt and grass hit you hard. Something hits you. But it doesn't hurt, and it was a lot sooner than you anticipated. And you roll with the force and land on your feet as you see these this monk under just behind you holding up two tonfas that he apparently punched into your shoulder blades with just enough force to sort of rotate you back forward. Oh, good. He was helping me. Yay! <laughs> Monk buddies. <laughs> All right. Time to get moving. What's what a nod. I have, I, have a, I have a boat this way if you want to take whatever. That we can do. And I'll lead the way to his ship. The professor is piggybacked on a monk who is moving exceptionally fast towards the back hedge. At the same time, you start to hear shouts from both sides. Law enforcement is starting to surround the manor. Back inside, Maja, you've made it to a doorway. Do I... Sure, open door, I guess. You... Push it open. Uh, go ahead and just give me a straight intelligence check. Mm-hmm. Okay. You've been in a number of houses. You've yeah, I was going to say, I've been in enough of these houses that I'm probably angling for, like, the servant routes, the routes that I would normally be expected to take. Yep. I don't have advantage, but six. That's okay. 16, yeah. 16, and it's the same role. I pressed the wrong button. It's all good. Um, so you push the door open, and... Yep, smells like servants down this way. Um, And you've managed- Usually those go through the back side. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Rooms, whatever. Um, Which is when you start hearing the shouts of, everybody settle down, do not resist. So this is going on. Meanwhile, Heaton, you've made it to the kitchens as well. And you see Aurelia dragging a guy in formal wear deeper into wherever these go. Uh, Can I estimate how long it'll take my unseen servant to get over and start messing with the lieutenant? He's probably getting there right about now, assuming that nobody, you know, assuming that he can negotiate a way through this almost meat grinder of people. Yeah. Um, he's doing his best. He, he'll be fine. He's a he's a good boy. <laughs> um, 
he's also shapeless and invisible so um hi Aurelia this way uh, I'm gonna start leading my date and theoretically also Aurelia and her new date uh, basically heading out Aurelia is well ahead of you oh, okay yeah. never mind yeah <laughs> uh, I'm I'm heading for I'm heading for the kitchen like scullery exit basically okay. where, the, where the servant staff in the kitchen would come in and go out because they're mm-hmm. not allowed to go into the front doors because haughtiness yep all right so Aurelia, you're kind of leading that direction. And Diamond, you said you were headed just out? Just away. Uh, Away from him, not towards the main doors where everyone else is busting in from. Right, right. Probably probably see the tail end of Heaton and just like, that's my exit. Give me an athletics roll then. Oh, I'm good at those. Good. Very good at this. Yes, you are. Yep. All right. So you catch, you manage to negotiate the crowd a little bit um, and shunt your way through. Um, So it's about equidistant at this point, Aurelia, Heaton, you, Mm -hmm. in terms of of distance and lead. Um, Aurelia, you haul Torvald's ass down, out, down a set of stairs into the scullery. There's a door there. You kick it open. Um, and in front of you is a small cobbled lane leading towards a gate. And the entire rest of the estate, more or less, is surrounded by these hedges that are about 10, 15 feet tall in places. Okay. Um, can I tell... Uh, you can hear the clank of armor. Somebody's coming. On the other side of the gate? or uh, No, like direction. kind of around the house. Hmm? Got it. Okay. Um, uh, how many people, how many clanks of armor? Is it one person or is it several? Give me a perception check. Okay. Five. <laughs> Sounds like about 12. Okay. All right. Um, didn't bother giving me the roll. Okay. Once again. In that case, um, oh, we're going to be terrible. Um, the, the gate, is it, is it, um, kind of just metal with, can I see through it or is it like a, a solid? Yeah, it's, it's like, it's like a, a wrought iron, fairly heavy with little spikes at the top. Okay. Yeah. And All the, right. the frame is kind of stone that the hedge sort of grows up to and around. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I am going to. Um, that's only one person. Yeah, it is. And I think there's 12 people out there, and I do not want to be here. No. Um, <clears throat> no. All right, let's be terrible. I cast Dissonant Whispers. Yes. On the area outside, approximately where I can hear the sounds coming from, I want them to stop. Okay. This is level one, yeah. They all have to make a, let's see, wisdom save. Okay. Let's see how they do. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Do you have to be able to see your target? <laughs> um, within range can hear. Um, I don't think so. 
Uh, Doesn't say anything about. Safe. Yeah, it's it's, it's an area. Yeah, sixty feet. Sixty feet. Yep. One, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. One creature within range. Oh, it is uh, just one creature. Yeah. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So you just throw it out there, hoping that it hits something. Something. And yeah. It needs to make a wisdom save. Yep. Kills Torvald. Oops. <laughs> no, I'm pretty no. sure it really is specifically yeah. not yeah, no. targeting it towards Torvald. No. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I just want to make sure that that DC is correct, Mara. Uh, DC 10? Oh, yeah. No, that's not right. I don't know why I did that. 13 is the DC. 13? Why is it? Okay. If you didn't, if you don't set it specifically within the spell, a lot of times it'll default to 10. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Spell casting ability. There you hear a groaning noise, but the footsteps are still coming. Magic. Now, get, get out now. Pre- defend with that stupid poker thing. Um, and I am like shoving him forward through, I'm gonna open the gate, shove him forward through it first. Oh, well you've gotten to the gate, the gate is locked. <clears throat> oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> she's rip it off with her strength because she's fucking a badass right now? Like, I, come on. Is it, if it's metal, like, uh, I can try. I will try. Uh, I don't really have- Actually, anything. you step up to it mm-hmm. and Torvald, one moment, <clears throat> jams the poker into this uh, this chain that has it and just heaves back. Uh, that, that statement definitely carried some volume. The two of you that are in the house definitely hear her date yelling something. <laughs> <sighs> but with a 22, Bang! One of those links just gives, and he yanks the the chain out and kicks the gate open. So we're keeping him. <laughs> Escape, good warlock! I'll hold the gate. Fine, I will head out. Um, like if if I've I've paused to look at things, so I probably know. And like, hurry up. <laughs> To, the, to probably Heaton, because you're closest. Okay. All right, so Heaton, you hear hurry up. Yeah. Um, in my brain. And, right, in your brain. And you drag your date out, and you see Aurelia disappearing while there's a man with no armor and a slightly bent fireplace poker standing there looking like he's about ready to take on a legion of dragons and having a great time. <laughs> ah, <Idiot>. yes. I just... <laughs> Smile and wave as I run past. Okay. <laughs> Dragging a half elf along. Yeah. Bless him. All right. Korishana. Yep. You're holding a spear and trying to look helpful. Yep. <laughs> Until such time as everybody, all the authorities, pass by me and I can gently set the spear against the wall and slip <laughs> away. <laughs> well, your friend has gotten his helmet back open. Oh, thank Send you. Back out for him. Thank you, citizen. You're quite welcome, sir. Kind of looks at you. Are you... Were you... And he, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> he 
make a deception check. No. I ran in after all. Come on. Like, I need oh, help. of course not. I saw. I I, I saw somebody is ready, and I saw that your your visor is about to fall down, and I thought you might need some aid. Um. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, uh, Jack. Jack. Yes. Can I use my inspiration to make him reroll? Yes. I will I use will, my uh, inspiration to make Jeremy re-roll. <laughs> That's <Yes! it. laughs> Oh my god. Oh, All right. That is how Jeremy's dice work. No, Nikki, that's how my dice work. Yeah. <laughs> when something is crucially important, the ones come. But then you got this number, which is just like, yeah. oh yeah, emotion. Much better. Great, thanks. <laughs> well, stand aside for a moment and let's get the rest of these miscreants in custody, eh? If Court, we need sir. some help, you'll be my first one to contact. Thank you. And he starts stepping. <laughs> and I am going to stay there the whole time and be helpful. Because I am a helpful citizen. <laughs> you see him step up and there's a woman of probably mid-50s, half-elf. Okay. So, I mean, young-ish for a half-elf. Right. Um, that's trying to maneuver away, and he literally just sticks the spear haft out, sweeps her legs, and then drives it into the back of her skull and just knocks her completely unconscious. There's a little bit of blood on the floor. No. Not my problem. <laughs> and as you're looking around, this is what's happening. Like, if police brutality was a thing in Conflux, it's not. It's happening. They're literally beating the crowd into submission and then chaining up unconscious bodies, and there's three or four warders that are just dragging them bodily out. LN means lawful neutral, not lawful nice. That's true. I, it's not my problem. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile... I will dutifully aid as directed. Uh, you've made your way down a hallway to, and uh, it seems to to fork, well, T intersection technically. Um, right or left, it looks like this is sort of like a like a a lodging hall for the servants' quarters, mm -hmm. um, which usually have their own entrances and exits at some proximity. So you continue down and you can hear just nervous crying behind several of the doors. Do you stop or do you keep going? I stop. Okay. Guess. I... <clears throat> So you stop at a door. Do you knock or do you just open it? I'll probably just very quietly open it. I don't want to make any undo sound. Okay. And you see a pair of housemaids sort of just kind of cowering on the floor um, with a slightly older one Who's, who's holding a broom in a very threatening manner and just sort of jabs it at you as you come in the door out of reflex. It is all right, dears. I'm not with them. But it seems we are all in a similar predicament. 
Who are you then, miss? You you were you were at the party? Not by my own choice, but yes, Major. Pleased to make your acquaintance, miss. Uh, what what should we do? You know, you who know the grounds better than anyone. I'd venture better than those who think that they own this place as well. Are there secret ways in or out, panic rooms, other options set in that vein? I mean, there's, there's entrances in and out, none of them sacred or anything. The, you got a couple to the back and of course the main front doors, but no going out that way now, I reckon. Do the lords keep us safe, a panic group, whom a hidden room that, that wouldn't be known to the public? Uh, secret passages and that sort of thing's not really their style, and uh, any, any valuables are uh, kept up on, up on the top floor in the lord's study. Hmm. Well, the study isn't exactly hidden, so that's not going to help us any. I mean, we, we might be able to... Are, are, are you thinking we should leave? I did see a bit of what was going on out there. I suspect leaving is the safest option, and if we can find a peaceable way out. And she kind of sets the the broom down very firmly, kind of clenches her jaw a little bit. All right, loves, you heard her. She sticks a hand in an apron pocket, fishes out a small brown bottle, pops the cork, takes a swig, sticks it back. All right, let's, uh, let's get water getting good and see if we still have jobs tomorrow. Yep. Um, and she'll just stride out now that she's actually had some direction mm -hmm. by someone who seems to be at least a superior and she's <laughs> on task. Meanwhile, the yeah. two whimperers are kind of clutching each other and trying to stay quiet and move behind you. Yep. Uh, race of these elves, humans. Uh, Two humans and a half elf. Okay. Um, which <clears throat> the half elf is one of the younger ones. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'll look to the human of the younger ones and just to cast charm person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it's a fucking low magic setting, and I get to actually use this spell for its goal. Yep. Um. Yeah. So that's going to be a save. Uh, wisdom save, no advantage because I'm currently not fighting her. What's your DC? Uh, it is 13. Does not make it. <laughs> okay, never mind. Or wait. Yes. Yeah, she okay. is charmed. <laughs> yeah, so then I'll... You're being very brave. Eve, you can do this. We just need to keep quiet and keep going. All right. All right. Shh. 
and a yeah. hero. And hopefully having her friend calm down will also help the half elf look out. She starts trying to to calm her her friend down, and they sneak out as best they can. Yep. Three humanoids and an elephant lady. All right, uh, Wotan. They've gotten to the back hedge. They set the professor down. One of them steps out, kind of spreads uh, into a power stance, and the other one just jumps up, puts his foot right on the hip, and launches himself into the air. Let's see how this goes, because this couldn't possibly end terribly. Manages to get on top of a hedge. Hedges usually don't have strong branches, and this guy apparently knows that enough to where he just lays on his back and tries to distribute his weight as much as possible. Mm -hmm. You hear at least one grunt of pain. As he gets stabbed by the hedge. Right. But then an arm comes out, and the bottom monk just heaves the professor up. (laughs) And the hand grabs around a wrist. And you hear him roll and land on the other side. All right, now it's your turn. I love the idea that the monks are part bodyguard, part escape vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) As you wish. Um... Is he basically in that stance to boost me up as well? No, he's. he looks like he's going to take a more active approach for you. Okay. I need you to make an acrobatics check with advantage. As he throws me? As he bodily throws you as high as he can. 19. All right. You get up. You get up a little higher than necessary. <laughs> you do not make contact with the hedge. I soar over the hedge. How many temporary hit points do you have? Seven. You have five temporary hit points currently. I take two points of damage, okay, yeah. Two points of bludgeoning damage as you just whack on the other side. Boof. That well, hit kind of hard. But I still feel better than normal. You do still feel better than normal. And then you hear a couple of running steps and a grunt. As this monk just flies practically up over the side, he drags a hand across the top of a hedge and manages to somehow grab onto something in there, which pivots him down and he just slams into the ground almost as hard as you did, but manages to roll across his shoulder and back into a three-point landing on the other side. All right. Uh, Is there anybody else we need to wait for? Uh, If we want to do any waiting, we can do it by my boat, where there are not going to be guards chasing us down. Fair point to you, lad. All right. Let's do this. He pulls his compass out, checks it. All right, this way. And you guys start hauling ass down the exterior of the hedge towards wherever you docked your boat, which is probably a Five miles away. I was going to say, which is going to be a good, for these guys even, 15-minute run. No, longer than that. Um, (laughs) They're fast. They're not quite that fast. Heaton, you've made it out just as three warders, and you're roughly right at the gate as three warders come around the corner. Spears leveled. Halt, you lot! 
as soon as I see them, I start going on with my signet with the signet ring on my tail out and visible. Well, it's about time you got here. Please, would you hurry on in behind me and continue gathering up all these seditioners? I've got this one who I'm taking in for questioning myself as I use Loki's gift. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, which means they need to make uh, they need to make an insight check against my advantage deception. Hopefully, I roll better than I did the last time I cast the spell. Go ahead and make your deception. Uh, 23. Well, that's 10 more than theirs. So (laughs) they believe me inherently. (laughs) All right. And I'm I'm basically presenting myself as a warder, like as an undercover warder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I assume you've like got your hand on Torvald's shoulder or something, right? Yeah, Torvald and my date. I've just got both of them. I'm pulling them behind me. (laughs) And and as as I go around... Uh, as I go around, the Earth Ganassi behind us is with me. <laughs> Make another deception check. This one not at advantage. Okay, that's another twenty-three. Line. Oh, uh, <laughs> solid, nice. <laughs> well, that one's only five higher, but it's still higher. Right, you asa, and they charge in. Diamond, you're making your way through the scullery as these three warders, spears leveled, come in. One, two, three, all headed straight at you. Because you didn't hear any of this. What do you do? Uh, yeah, no, I didn't hear any of this. And uh, I say, um... I'm not the one you're looking for. (laughs) (laughs) Don't stab me. You know what? She touches her gemstone and is just like, I was not here. I found the wrong mansion. (laughs) (laughs) Are you using any particular spell or ability? She is. She's using uh, her fey presence. Uh, So uh, they, uh, at least one creature has to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Uh, can I can I send that? I can. Uh, DC thirteen. Okay. Each creature in a ten foot cube, they'd all be within that, so they'll yeah. have to make a wisdom save. All three of them succeed. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Fae presence doesn't give itself away though, so. No, no, right. I just like, I suddenly just kind of like get, I glow a little bit more. I'm like, I was in the wrong mansion, sorry. <laughs> so you, they push forward and at, as you say this, they sort of look at you, where are we, ma'am? <laughs> and just keep on going through the kitchen. <laughs> Woo. You have marched yourself at spear point. Yep. Out past about 50 guards. Mm-hmm. Nobody really seems to give you a second glance. Awesome. And there's a group of people who are being more or less detained with probably eight to 12 other warders surrounding them. 
Are you marching yourself to go join that group? Are you headed straight out the front gate? What? Uh, yeah, if nobody's... Is the front gate open? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, uh, I'll get as far towards the front gate as I can, and then uh, as soon as anybody... If anybody notices, I'm just going to start booking it. Okay. Uh, you'll have to make a deception check again. Yep. Oh yeah! <laughs> Natural twenty. No need. No need to run. <laughs> if nobody knows. So apparently, so they're out the front gate. Yeah. So this, this, the, like two of the guards that are in charge of the detained group of people, kind of look at you, and look at the guard who's got you, and look I'll at you again. <laughs> right, and you sort of you you do the kind of like all right. And the guard, the silent guard, who apparently they can't hear over the sound of hysterical and angry people that they're guarding, kind of just gives them a... Why does he get to go? (laughs) (laughs) And they give him a little bit of a, you know, kind of casual salute and turn their attention back to their prisoners. (laughs) And you just march yourself right back out and around the corner. Yeah, last 10 feet right before we get through the gate, the guard turns around and Moon walks out behind (laughs) (laughs) And then I book it to Oatenville. Spear flip flourish, and you guys are the knight. (laughs) Oh my god. So at this point, Korishana and Major are the only two who are still there. Uh, Major, yep. you you eventually make your way out to a side exit, and the the housemaid holds up a hand, <laughs> and you can hear the tramp of feet back and forth on the lawn outside. The uh, the, the gate is around the corner, and. Uh, I, I, I mean, we can, we can, I, I've got the keys to unlock it, but it sounds like they're going to see us if we try and get there. What, what, sh- what should we do, ma'am? Um, how many? And can I tell how many? She cracks the door open and takes a peek. Looks like six. Maybe a few more. Uh, So, Jack, do I have any idea sort of what might be generally outside that door? Um, based on her description, it's and what you could see of the the grounds coming in, it's fairly well groomed lawn, um, and you assume it's pretty much probably just open grass. Uh, you you saw the hedge coming in, and you can kind of make the assumption that that's sort of the the exterior barrier on the perimeter of this estate. And apparently there's a gate through the hedge out there somewhere, but it sounds like it's probably going to be a good 60, 80 feet to get from where you are to there based on, on what she said. All right. Question. Are there 
do there happen to be like outside torches or anything like dotting the property? <clears throat> you saw the uh, exterior, the front exterior was lit, but what you could see of the windows, most of the other grounds aren't really that well illuminated. Okay. Um, <sighs> the best I can do is fucking not enough, but all right. Um, uh, you would also be aware warders generally carry their torches or lanterns with them at, after dark. Okay. Hmm. So that's not terribly helpful, actually. Um, I'm going to see if we can um we'll see if he can draw some of them away and i'm going to cast unseen servant out there okay it's invisible <clears throat> and ordering it specifically to grab some dry bits of hedge or something and throw them onto the torches the guards carry, trying to just make something that's confusing and distracting and might even seem like there's someone escaping over there. We need to go that way. Okay. Um, go, go ahead and roll me an arcana check. Oh. You know, if, if I can't use the spell that way, just tell me. Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. uh, just, to, just to see the efficacy at which, at which you, you are able to employ this. So um, you cast Unseen Servant, and the force goes out, and you hear some things snapping in the hedge, which immediately provokes a, Oi, who's that? And you hear... A couple thing, a couple footsteps, sort of dashing that direction, yeah. and then you hear them kind of exclaim in shock as something starts futzing with their light source. They seem to be marginally distracted, okay. and you're not hearing. Once they've sort of made the move, you're not hearing a lot of marching happening right now. So apparently, you attracted the attention of at least whoever's in the localized area. I'll sort of give a nod to the woman. And specifically, I wasn't trying to turn off their lights. I was just trying to cause some fire. Okay. Mm, fire. Because fire is distracting. And if you're a city guard, you try and stop yeah, the fire. Yeah. Definitely try and stop the fire. Yeah. Especially and because that, that fire might be escaping seditioners. <laughs> yeah. And, and you can, as you sort of peek an eye out through this crack. You can see a couple of these twigs are sort of floating in the air, kind of in a bundle, and it's poking at the exposed flame of the torch like it's trying to light them. <laughs> Bless the that like unseen servant. <laughs> waving a hand, you know, the one that's in charge of the light, while the other two are sitting there just like, what the fuck is going on? Can I direct the embers sort of further away from us so they're starting to like flow yeah, in a direction? Definitely. And then you see this sort of like marginally sputtering bundle of twigs sort of float its ass down a little ways away. Do and the guys chase it? They're more confused than chasing it right now because it's. Do we. Did I create enough space or no? Oh, yeah. You definitely created enough okay. space. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gesturing all of them to go first, but we're going. 
Okay. Go ahead and make a stealth check with advantage since they're distracted. Fucking hell. I am I am an old elephant. I know. 18. Eight. But an 18 sometimes happens, right? And you guys creep your way out as they are confusedly and then starting to follow, trying to figure out what's going on because this looks suspicious. Um, and also they rolled a four on their insight. Um, and you manage to maneuver your way around and there's a gate. It's just open. Diamond, by this point, you have managed to make your way out through the gate yep. to the exterior. Gorishana, they've managed to apprehend probably upwards of 100 attendees at this point. Okay. Um, a couple people have sort of come and, like, confronted you, and your buddy, apparently, is like, this <laughs> and volunteer. Came in. Yeah. We're about time the populace shows us a bit of respect for what we, what we do for them, eh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> this one here. This one here. They knows what's up. <laughs> oh, there are going to be so many anarchists angry <laughs> with me. What, assuming they ever get out of jail and don't mysteriously die in prison. <laughs> um, and as the last are rounded up, um, one of the other ones turns to you, although you and you did manage to see the bugbear lose his whole, whole shoulder pauldron before a sword came out and whipped around and apparently dispersed whatever force was doing it. And he like kind of grabs it, shoves it back on, gets it buckled. Mm -hmm. Very weird. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> and a half elf warder comes up to you. All right. Well. Thank you for your assistance. We're going to need a statement. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, like what to, you... I, I will happily provide however you need. All right. Well, uh, here, come on over this side. And he sits you down. To provide a written statement for you. Oh, no. Uh, be... And he, pull, he, pulls out, he pulls out a small ledger book. I'll be taking a written statement. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sits you down. <laughs> it's a lot easier to lie when I'm just writing it down myself. <laughs> All right. Yep. Yep. Uh, you were uh, outside and saw the uh, waters beginning to assemble, I assume? Absolutely, yes. And uh, followed in due to... I had... So I had... As I, as I had mentioned, I had... Um, seen i'm sorry I, I don't know i don't know his name but that there was a uh, well i suppose would be best referred to as a a uh, a wardrobe malfunction with his helmet all right um, so a public service servant in marginal difficulty <clears throat> and i quickly went in to help because if he were to be disabled by that he's wielding a spear he's rushing in somebody could be one of one of his fellows or the like could be hurt attempt uh, to minimize possible risk to the core and then at that point i was already there asked me to do a couple of and i was just offering my services at that point as much Persist as i can help your 
forces. Assisted as requested and verified that all was being conducted according to procedure. Yeah, sign at the bottom. Okay. <laughs> Simply so, sign Cora. All right, so you put Cora down and <laughs> definitely are now accessory to false report. <laughs> false reporting is a lesser crime than treason. False reporting is a lesser crime than treason, and most of the false reporting was done on the behalf of the behalf of the half elf who is trying to put forward that they did everything in a humane and peaceable procedure. Um, yep. Yeah, I am not going to be in trouble for this. <laughs> <laughs> Very well, well, thank you. Uh, should we require more information about tonight's uh, events? Where shall we? Uh, call upon you. This is awkward. Um, <laughs> I do not have a, a, a permanent domicile currently. Uh, Transient. Very well. <clears throat> yes. Uh, in a week's time, uh, please update the guard station of Underbow at of your current location. Of course. Very good. Snaps the book shut. <clears throat> All right. Well, thank you for your assistance, citizen. Be about your business. And I walk right out the front door. Shake <laughs> <laughs> hands out. All right. Ask so the rest of the guards. Yep. So Wait. where is everybody assembling? Uh, so Aurelia would have would have stopped after like getting far enough away that I would feel safe. If, if, okay. Um, and then like waited kind of for. Uh, and if I heard like the sounds kind of dying down, I might have gotten closer and seen Eden, maybe. Yep, Eden and Diamond would probably be able to catch up to you fairly quickly. Yeah. I'm dragging everyone that's with me to my date's place because he lives in the neighborhood, and they can get coaches from there. <laughs> okay. Because I'm not done Ow. for the night. <laughs> um. After we're decently safe and far away, I'm going to just ask the the three that I'm traveling with. Do you have family acquaintances in the neighborhood? I doubt it's safe for you to go back to work just yet. Ah, uh, no, we've got. Uh, I've got some. I've got a brother uh, about about a little ways down the neighborhood, and we'll we'll, we'll find a place. It'll be, uh, and these two can can share a roof with me for tonight. And Major will not. Um, keep safe. Probably an Elvish. Um, that last bit, as well. Um, you as well, Miss. And thank you. Don't know what what it was you did, but we're grateful to you. I would appreciate if you didn't mention that part. You secret safe with us, ma'am. And I'm going to try and head back to the river. Uh, okay. I may catch a coach once I'm in the next district over, but... Yeah, a couple blocks down, the noise has died considerably and you'd be able to flag a coach down. 
Yeah. It's mostly the cheap stuff that's running tonight. Yeah, so no, it's going to be the possible option. <laughs> okay. Um, so that'll, that'll run you basically 12 copper. Okay. Um, Wotan, the monks do not seem inclined to patronize transit. So they just. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't planning to either. So right, yeah. So they're they're walking right behind you, and they sort of just. Apparently, the professor does not consider it uh, infantilizing to ride on somebody's shoulders, That's... and they just keep passing him back and forth, pretty much, to make yep. sure that they can keep going as quickly as possible. Yep. Um, and. Eventually, you'll get you'll get to the boat. Who else was trying to get to the boat besides Major? Me, but if it's already gone by the time I get there, I I, I can get back to Knives Fun. I mean, you you got you were able to get out basically about as fast as the uh, the monks were. Okay. Um, and you're technically a little quicker because Wotan is the the limiting factor on on the speed for for his quartet. Okay. So yeah, you'll you'll get there about the same time, maybe a minute or two ahead of time. Okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. I'll just head to the boat and wait. The- well, actually, no. You with your urchin feature, you'll get there like way ahead of time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Wotan, you get back to the to the boat, and then uh, Korashana, were you headed to the boat or where? I mean, I assume I'm probably not gonna make it because I stayed there fairly. So. They'll stop by the boost. They will casually walk in that direction. But assuming that it's gone, they have no problem making a long, long, long walk. Okay. So you're not going to grab a coach or anything like that? No. Okay. All right. So the the three of you, more or less, plus two monks and a gnome, all sort of assemble at the boat eventually. All right, well, Cora, it's good to see you. Uh, no, Cora's not there. It's uh, Cora. Cole, Cole, Maja. Uh, Cole uh, got there first, okay, Maja yeah. second, and then you guys. Hmm? All right, yeah. Well, all right. Uh, good to see you, three of you, or two of you. Uh, we'll be accompanying the uh, professor anywhere you need to be dropped off at. Well, uh, assuming that you've got uh, the ability to make some transit, uh, wouldn't mind a, a quick jaunt up the road to Donbreeze. Uh, uh, see where are we at? We're in, we're at Donbreeze will take you probably a half hour past your normal docking spot for Hawkside House. All right, I'll drop the other. I'll if it's fine with you guys, I'll drop the two of you off in Nice Font and take him all the way up towards Donbreeze. If that's fine with the group of you, I think you might be muted, Aaron. No, I'm just not talking that loud. Um, okay. I'll um, I'll grab out of my herbalist kit and assorted stuff that comes with that. Just probably one of the flowers I need to crush, or something, something otherwise like noticeable to someone who knows what they're looking for. Um, put it down sort of here just so kind of trying to create some sort of message of like 
kind of a mate to what's here. Okay. Um, and just hope that the rest of them found somewhere to be, assuming Keaton is being Keaton and not being sure about the rest. <laughs> All right. Um, Heaton, you guys are able to make it back to Gerhold's house pretty easily. Um, most of the order attention seems to be focused on uh, the Jeanette estate. Um, and he sort of pauses as you guys arrive. Oh, that was a very diverting evening. Um, oh, it was quite exciting, darling, and you have certainly earned a second date. <laughs> he kind of grins. Well, um, I didn't anticipate company, but uh, do you all need... He's, he's very they trying can, to ginger... They can acquire Coach's home, I'm certain, I say, as I wrap my tail around his bicep and start leading him towards the door. See you guys later. Waving. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Hayden. So the uh, door slams Mara, behind him. Mara, you're muted. Oh, I am? Oh, no, 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 oh sorry. No. You, it looked like you were saying something, but nothing came out. No. no. <laughs> Just making noise. It's good. Um, I turned to Gerhold, I guess. Um, thank you for your assistance. That was... It was quite a pleasure. I'd like to do something of this nature again sometime in your company. I put my. You seem to have a grand band of friends. I'm sure we would all make excellent acquaintances. I would like your help in the future, but right now I have to get my friend home. Uh, it's quite late, and we need to get back. Um, may I call upon you again? I have an idea of how we might work together. Oh, that's rather brilliant. Yes, well, as I'm sure you know, I'm staying at the Horse and Harp. Yes, I do. You said it Excellent. Times. Well, I'll need to find a bit of... And then he puts two fingers to his mouth and gives out a piercing whistle. At which point, you see in a lamp-lit area, probably about half a block down, a very slim probably mid-40s person step out into the light, mm. clasp his hands behind his back and kind of give a nod. Mm. Well, I must be on my way. Chizik, fresh horses! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Who is that? At which point there's a nod. Yeah. My valet will accompany me from here. I hope you all have a safe journey back to whatever you call your domicile, and I'll await your summons at the horse and harp. I am eyeing that direction because I'm. <laughs> this guy was was following us this entire time and stayed hidden. <laughs> yeah, but he was If he was following you, he was definitely following you from a distance. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. I'm just, I'm just trying to take a note of of. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. All right. I will. I will get away from him because he's loud. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Your date was very exciting. That was. 
unexpected. <laughs> I think that's going to be either the best idea I ever had or the worst. Oh, that's going to be great. We're in the game now. This shit is... Excuse me, that's not Diamond. Oh man, that was crazy. <laughs> so as everybody begins to make their way back to safer quarters for the evening, that is where we will end our adventure for the night. Next week, we will pick up on a boat ride with a professor. Yes. Yes. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Goodbye.